Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. We're going to continue where we left off in episode uh, episode th uh, six uh, out of series three. Episode six uh, from out of series three. Remain until I come back again. We're going to do remain until I come back again, part two. And we want to thank God for the glory, for the teaching to hear at Spiritual Cuts Ministry. And I want to thank all my Spiritual Cuts leaders out there who is out there in the vineyard. They are working and laboring, huh, to feel the harvest. And I I thank God for blessing us over and over and over again, protecting us from hurt, harm, danger, and death through the teaching of the words of eternal life. Peter says, Father, you got the words of eternal life. Where will we go? And I thank God that we are teaching in such a manner where we are explaining this and breaking down the walls of separation, the middle wall of separation that has been all these years been operating 
in the church. And I pray that you who out there are listening, that God minister to you in such a way, remove you from the elementary doctrine of the teaching of Jesus and move you into the body and the spirit and the teaching of Christ. Because in Matthews 3, Matthews 23, 8 says that in Christ is our teaching. In John 6, 45 says that and we all are taught and learned by God. So God is teaching us through Christ because we are taught through Christ who have been taught by God. So now our teaching is from the master teacher who is Christ. And I want to start out saying thank you. As you share these messages with your with your loved ones and your members, and if this message is resonating with you, give it to somebody else. And I pray that the Spirit of God show you His glory. Hey, glory. You ever ask God in your spirit, show me your glory. Moses in Acts, Exodus 33, 18, he said, Lord, look here, man. I've been around you for a while, and I want to know something about you. Can I ask you something? And God said, go ahead on, Moses. And he says, Moses said, God, my Father, show me your glory. High glory. So that's part of my prayers. When I pray in the mornings and in the evenings and during the day, I say, Lord, show me your glory. Is anybody out there with me alongside the church, alongside the ministry, alongside the body of Christ, alongside the temple of God, confess today and say, Lord, show me your glory. Without further ado, we're going to get down with it, my brothers, because we're going to continue where we left off at. And I just want to thank God for all the spiritual culture leaders. We are, we are growing by leaps and bounds. We are all over the world, my brothers and sisters. I've been looking at my podcast and the reviews. We've been getting reviews and messages from New Zealand, from out of all over the country, six different countries, seven or eight different countries that the messages have been going out through and throughout the United States. My brothers and sisters, however you can listen to this podcast, on Spotify, Podbean, Podcast, Apple Podcast. There's so many words, Instagram, Facebook. There are so many entities to hear these words of eternal life. You just click on the Promise of Our Father podcast and put Pastor D. Washington on there in the Spiritual Cuts Ministry, and it'll show up, and it'll show off, and it'll show you what God is speaking to the church. Without further ado, I just want to continue and slide right into this last episode. If so, if I have to break it down a little bit longer, I would, but if not, this should be the finalization of, of, of do you not know? Huh? I just changed the messages, the titles, so that we could continue to ease on and tune so it would be easier for you to actually uh, 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 snatch out the one you want to listen to. But do you not know? Huh? We started in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you not know? Huh? That you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. And now we're on the part where we went to in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, my brothers and sisters, and it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, excuse me. Huh? And it says, 619 says, and do you not know? Yeah, glory. I love it, my brothers and sisters. Huh? That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. 
Come on. Let me read that again. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19. At first, I said in 1 Corinthians, we started out, do you not know? In 1 Corinthians 3, 16. That you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. So if you go back and, re and, and recap these episodes, you'll realize that we are following right along where God is taking us to. So my brothers and sisters, in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Or oh, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. When we realize that we are not our own and that we've been bought with the price, God going to let us see how the price that we was bought with that makes us not our own, how we became who we were when you listen to these podcasts. So I want to do the finalization and the conclusion and remain until I come back again part two amen so we're going to continue and pick up in some of the areas that we left off at in the last podcast so if you had listened or if you haven't listened to the last podcast you need to go back and listen to do you not know start with that one and follow through huh so shall we be baptized hey glory so now i want to talk about why we are being the way we are at spiritual culture ministry and teaching this words of eternal life so let's go to john i want to start with john because i want to have verification and solidify why our teaching is from god because we have to understand that God has us in the place where he wants us to be. But God wants us to be in the place where he called us before the foundation of the world. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, I want you to realize that God is doing a new thing, not in the earth, but in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, and in your heart. So let the work of the ministry of God move in you in such a way where you are blessed by the spirit. Spirit of God and the promise of our Father. Amen. So let's go to John chapter 12, verse 15. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 12, verse 15. Mm. I want you to notice here that God is doing something so powerful, my brothers and sisters. John chapter 12. Let's start at verse 48. And I want you to hear me clearly on this read in this reading and this teaching. Because there's some amazing truth about the words of God in Isaiah, Isaiah 26. It teaches us that God is speaking to his church. He said, Who will I get to teach? The message. The message of the knowledge of the glory of God. Who will I get to teach the knowledge of the message? Who will I get to understand the message of the knowledge of the glory of God? He says, line upon line, precept upon precepts, here a little and there a little. They are weaned out of milk. So he's saying you have to be weaned from off of milk. My brothers and sisters, there's a lot that we have got. There's a lot that we have to learn about who God is if we want to come into the knowledge of his glory. And sometimes you have to leave where you're at in order to get to where you're going. Because if you don't put gas in the vehicle and you got 150 miles to go and you own a half a quarter of a tank, 
You're not going to make it to your destination because you don't have enough gas to get down. So don't let no one cheat you from out of your reward. Receive the spirit of him and the promise of our father in the way you should. So let's go to John chapter 12, verse 48, and it reads, He or she who rejects me as the Christ, whether you are male or female, he says, and it does not receive my word. He said, it does not receive my word has that which judges him or her. The word that I have spoken will judge him or her in the last day. See, the last day is not the last day as you suppose. My brothers and sisters, the last day is actually the first day of when you come into judgment. So God is telling you and God is telling me in the last day, if you reject my word, there's going to be a day. That's going to be a day. I'm going to remind you on the day you did. And I want to remind you why you have the opportunity. Uh, and, you know what I mean? The witness of men is not greater than the witness of God. Because God's witness is the testimony of himself. That he gave his son, his only begotten son. And he said that I have given you eternal life through the spirit of Christ that baptized Jesus hey, on the third day. Hey, glory. He says, I want you to realize that I'm giving you something that you're going to need in order to operate the way I am and created you to be in my image and after my likeness. Let me go back to John 12, 48, because I got to get through this message. He who rejects me as the Christ. Let me say that again. She who rejects me as the Christ and does not receive my words as the Christ has that which judges him and has that what judges her, the word that I have spoken would judge him or her in the last day. And Christ went on to say in verse 49, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command on what I should teach, on what I should say, on what I should speak. So now we see in the word of God that God gave Christ something to come teach and speak and say, even to the teaching of Jesus, because Christ was in charge of the body of Jesus. So even Jesus had to be taught by Christ, and Christ was taught by God, and so God taught Christ to teach Jesus to teach us through the spirit of him and the promise of our Father. So the teaching goes on because he didn't come to speak on his own authority. But God, God, his father who sent him, gave him a commandment and what to teach and what to say and what to speak. I'm reading this from out of the scriptures, my brothers and sisters. In John 12, verse 50, this is the part I want to get to. This is why we teach this at the words at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry. Huh? This is the worship center of the Spiritual Cuts Ministry, the promise of our Father Paul podcast. So I want you to realize that I know in verse 50, John chapter 12, and I know, Christ said, and I know that God, my Father, commanded me to teach eternal and everlasting life. So therefore, whatever I speak and whatever I teach, 
teach you is just as the Father commanded me to speak and to teach and to say. He says, so shall I speak and so shall I teach. Hey, glory. He's saying that whatever my father commanded me to do, that's what I'm going to do. You remember my scriptures, y'all, Christ said that, you know what I mean, in his teaching, he says that, keep my commandments and my word. So here at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry, we are teaching God's commandments and his words. We are keeping it because we believe in it. We're not going to let no one cheat us from out of our reward. We're not going to let no one deceive us from out of our reward. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that God is blessing us over and over and over again. And he's speaking the words of eternal life in these last days. He says, I want to get my people in the church from out of that we all have to die that tomorrow is not promised that's not my words he says in Isaiah Isaiah 18 verse 31 and 32 he says get yourself a new heart get yourself a new mind get yourself a new spirit get yourself a new body hey glory because I have no pleasure in the death in the body of the one who died he says, change your way of thinking. Renew the spirit of your mind. He says, I'm blessing you with these new things. He says, live forever and not die and declare my words. I have no pleasure as God. In Ezekiel 33 verse 11, he solidified by saying, even the wicked doesn't have, need to get rid of their ways of thinking. He says, I even have no pleasure in the wicked dying. Why will ye die, O wicked one? Turn and give yourself a new heart and the new spirit and the new mind. See, between the heart and the mind is the 18 inches is where God abides. So he gave us something new to abide in us between our heart and our mind. But the church don't perceive what is new in the body because they're still operating from out of the flesh. And you cannot please God, hey, glory, in the flesh. But you are not in the flesh in Romans 8. We're going to get to that somewhere in there. We, we, you can't please is God in the flesh, but you are not in the flesh, and the, the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ dwells in you. And he says, on the other hand, on the other side of that, if the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ does not dwell in you, you are none of his. That's scriptures. Go back and check it out. Now, I want you to realize, he says that Matthew 23, 8 says that Christ is our teacher. John 6, 45 says then, and we all are taught and learned by God. I'm going to keep repeating these scriptures until we get it into our spirits. And, huh? He came down 42 generations uh, to teach on eternal life, and he himself as God could not perform, and he himself as God. And if God could not perform that in which he promised, God promised us eternal life in his word in 1 John 2.25 and 26. And not mean, if that didn't mean exactly what he promised, then God's word is a lie. And I know that the word of God is not a lie because God has given me something I can believe in and I can hold on. Hey, eternal life. Like they tell me in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. He says, hold on. Hey, glory. 
to eternal life. And in 1 John 2.25, it says that this is the promise that God promised us. God promised us eternal life. And he says, I'm writing this to you in verse 26 in 1 first, in John chapter 2, verse 25 and 26. And he says in 26, he says that, look, I'm letting you know these things about eternal life that the Father has given this to you so that you won't be deceived. Huh? And I want you to understand, my brothers and sisters, that evil communication, hey, glory, 1 Corinthians, huh, chapter 15, verse 33, evil communication corrupts good habits, evil communication corrupts good manners, so if your manners is corrupted by you speaking what you are saying from what you have been taught, huh, let me tell you something, I was taught by mama and them, by daddy and them that we all have to die and that tomorrow's not promised. Then I went to church that Sunday morning. Oh, pastor and bishop and pastors and preachers has taught me as well. So it solidified what mama and them was saying. So I believe the elders, I believe in what the older and the other, the long, the other, the older generation was teaching us. But the other and the older generation was lying. They was blind by the gods of this world. So when I read in the scriptures in, in, in John chapter 6, Verse 48, he says, I am the bread of life. Hmm? He says, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Not like that bread that your fathers and them did eat, or not like the manna that your fathers and them did eat in the wilderness and are dead. But if you eat of this bread with mama and them didn't eat, with dad and them didn't eat, with pastors and preachers and bishops that not didn't eat, with the bishops and preachers, pastors and preachers and teachers are teaching us to eat. He says, if you eat of this bread and don't eat of that bread, that we all have to die. That's a bread that you're eating. That's worse than what Adam was doing in the garden. My brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, when he sat there and ate the, ate the fruit from the serpent, it's the same principle in a different category. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to realize that God gave us the bread of eternal life. He says, if you eat of this bread, you shall live forever and not die. Do you believe thou this? So my brothers and sisters, we've been eating for, 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 from the bread, the, from the bread or the manna, which means what is it? And so that's why when you speak of eternal life, it goes back to people saying that's not what that means. And really what they're saying, what is it? But God is telling you and God is speaking to me to let us know I'm giving you something that you, that you deserve to have, which is eternal life. So God promised us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 25 and 26, and that means exactly what he said. I promise you eternal life and let no one, I'm writing this huh, to you so you won't let no one deceive you. God's word is not the problem. We as spiritual church leaders have a problem believing God's word that he commanded his son Christ to teach eternal life. We need to pump our brakes. Huh? And pause parenthetically for one moment and take a second look at what God promised and know that he is able to perform it. Especially after the word of God teaches us that all the promises of God is yes and amen in Christ. 
Christ says, do you believe in me? Because I am the one who completes you in God. For you to manifest eternal life through the power of my resurrection. Do you know the power of Christ's resurrection? Or do you know the power of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ? And that he, through the power of the Spirit of God, has given you and has given me eternal life through his eternal spirit. The body that is made without hands, God created and made on the sixth day in Genesis 1, 26 and 27 from out of Genesis 1, 1. If you go back to the episodes, you'll hear about that. huh? The resurrection life is not the same as eternal life. Now we finna get down with it. Huh? Because if he asks the question, will you remain until I come back again? What is it to you if John remained in John chapter 20, John 21, 21? He says, what is it to you, Peter? Huh? What is it to you, Joker, if he remain until I come back again? That has to mean something to the listener who believe in the power of the resurrection of God. So now let's get some definitions from out of here so we can break down the walls, the middle walls of separation. I want the churches to hear what God is speaking to his people. Eternal life means, and I'm not trying to say you're ignorant and all that. You can go look at the Western Dictionary. These are the same definitions. Every now and then I would use a Greek or Hebrew or, or definition just to break down and solidify what they were speaking in their language. But it's broken down in English, plain enough for you and me. If you're in another country, let God bless you the way he bless you, whatever language you speak, my brothers and sisters. So let's look at the definition and what eternal life means. Huh? versus the resurrection life. The definition of resurrection is the rising from the dead of a divine or a human being who still retains his or her own person, personhood or individuality, though the body may or may not change. Uh-oh. Let me say that again. The definition of resurrection is the rising from the dead of a divine or human being who still retains his or her own personhood or individuality through the body that may or may not be changed. I like this, and I didn't see this before, but watch what this says, the rising from the dead of a divine. The, the divine is the body we are operating in through the dead body that we've been raised from. Oh, we going somewhere now. So being and still retains his or her own person. See, we still have our own personality, our own individuality. But God says that I have raised you. Oh, we going to get into Romans chapter 6, my brothers and sisters. We going to get into the circumcision of the baptism of Christ. We going to get into how we've been raised in the same body. Glory, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Now, eternal life means without being, without beginning or end or lasting forever or always existing. So when you retain what you always exist in, you're retaining the body that was made without hands because it's the divine body. 
of God in Christ and the Holy Spirit that he created on the sixth day. My brothers and sisters, you got to let me teach this thing. Can I teach it like I want to teach it so you can listen to me like I need you to listen? So I want you to understand that God got me in a place where he's glorifying his name through the words of eternal life. So my brothers, get on board. My sister, get on board and let the spirit of him and the promise of my father lead you in the way you should go. He ordered your steps through his words today. So I'm giving you the words that you should step in through what he have ordered already. Amen. So now if eternal life means existing outside of all relationships of time, not subject to change. Now does always does uh, uh, now does always existence. Now I want you to know. Let me say that again. Existed outside of all relationships of time. Not subject to change. Now I want you to realize it does always always existing. And is rising from the dead, or a divine or human being, is the same thing as living forever. Because you got to realize rising from the dead as a human being who still retains his or her own personality or individual. If you are rising from the dead and you don't have to die when you rise, you are already in a place where you died and you missed out on eternal. But if you understand the baptism, full glory of the resurrection of the power of Christ, how he changed us in between while he was going through the metamorphosis. He was going through the changes, uh, huh? The paradigm shift took place in our bodies through the baptism and the death, the burial, and the baptism of Christ. In the body of Jesus, something took place in your body that modified, hey, your body so that you can be immortal, hey, glory, and you can have eternal life. Because he abolished death in the body through the baptism at the appearance of what he did in your body through how through, through raising himself through the power of God, through the glory of the Father from the dead. So let me read that again. Eternal life means without being, without, without beginning or end. Lasting forever or always existing, existing outside of all relationships of time, not subject to change. Now, does always existing sound the same as rising from the dead of a divine or human being? You're going to have to be honest with yourself. Does always existing as a divine human being sounds remotely like rising from a as a human being from the day. You're going to have to be honest with yourself. Now, the definition of death means the act of dying, the end of life, the total and permanent succession of all the vital functions of an organism or a human being. Take glory. So in, in, so each word, the resurrection, eternal life, and death 
has individual definitions and death and the word resurrection ties into each other. How can eternal life that God commanded his son Christ to teach be the same and have the same meaning? That is preposterous, completely contrary to nature, completely contrary or preposterous to common sense. Come on. Let me put it this way. That is utterly foolishness and absurd and obviously senseless or illogically and untrue. Now to justify and to solidify that God commanded me and God commanded his son and God commanded us to teach eternal life. In John 21, 21, Christ says to Peter, "Uh oh, we almost where we should be, brothers. Now you need to know that when Christ began telling Peter in John 21, 21 and his disciples about John in 21, 21, Christ was in his final days on or in the earth before he ascended back to the Father. Look what Christ told Peter. Come on, brothers. The name of this title, the title of this last episode, my brothers and sisters, do you not know? If you remain until I come again, do you not know? If you remain until I come again, part two, do you not know? Look what he tells Peter. Brother, this is some heavy teaching, so you got to get down with the teaching. So now watch what he says. He says, do you not know? He says in John 21, verse 21, and Christ said to Peter, if I will that John remain in the earth until I come back, what is it to you, Joker? I need you to follow me. And the reason I say the word joker, because Peter was hot-headed, and Peter was hot because he had already asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. So Peter finally got frustrated. He said, Christ, I mean, he said man, you already know all things. Why do you keep asking me that? Because I'm asking you that for a reason. Because you're going to let someone take, you know, take the words of eternal life from out of you that I promise that I gave to you and you're going to teach it and you're going to let someone else take it from you. So my brothers and sisters, you got to be careful of evil communication because it corrupts good habits. It corrupts bad men. And I'm telling you because why? Because most people who takes away what God's trying to give you have not so learned Christ as the truth is in Jesus. I agree. Even Jesus had to learn the truth through the teaching of Christ huh, who was taught by God. Huh? So he says, what is it to you if he remain in the earth until I come? He says, follow me. You can't just make this stuff up. What is it to you if Christ wants you to remain in the earth and always exist and live and last forever until he come back for his church? Or for the body of the Lamb of God that you've been baptized, huh? That you've been birthed into, that God prepares for Himself. Because you do know God prepared a body for Himself. 
John 21, 21 through 22, John chapter 21, verse 21 through 23. During Christ's teaching, one of the disciples tried to cross and mix his teaching of remaining in the remaining in the earth with dying and receiving eternal life. So he made the powerful and necessary correction that was needed for our understanding and our comprehending the scriptures when he was teaching on eternal life. And he who Christ, when Christ said to them, I didn't say that he would not die. Hey, glory. I said to you, jokers, what if it to you? What is it to you? If John will remain in the earth and live forever and not die and have eternal life like God promised us in 1 John chapter 2 verse 25 and 26 when I was teaching that to you huh in chapter John John chapter 6 and in John 1 John chapter 5 11 through 13 he said that and this is the testimony even God testified of what he taught his son to teach I have given you eternal life through the teaching of my eternal son, Christ. And if you believe in him, you shall not die and live forever. Glory be to God. What if you have been chosen to live forever and you are denying the fact that you can because of the erroneous or incorrect teaching that came from your spiritual church leader as an error? Uh-oh. Because in 1 John chapter 4, verse 6, there is the teaching of the truth. And there is the teaching of an error. What if all your lifetime you have been taught the teaching of an error? What if, if all your lifetime you have been taught the truth you have been taught? What if all your lifetime you have been taught the truth about God and Christ and find out it was an error? Huh? What would you do? Let's go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 6. Let me read it. We are of God. So the testimony of God is greater than the testimony of men. So I'm speaking the words of God. So whose testimony are you going to believe in? We all have to die. Tomorrow's not promised. You know what I mean? And all these other different sins that they have out there. We're not going to be here forever. You know what I mean? We got to make every day count because any day can be your last. Listen to the verbiage. But look what the scripture says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 6. We are of God. And of God in 1 John chapter 5 says that, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son, Christ Jesus, who I commanded to take eternal life. So if God said it, we are of God, why will you continue to believe in what they're teaching about we all have? Anytime you should hear that, it should not resonate with you anymore because you have come into the knowledge of the glory of God. Hey, show me your glory, Father. So now we are of God in 1 John chapter, chapter 4, verse 6. Let me read the whole scripture. We are of God. He who knows God, hear us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You'll hear what I'm saying. The spirit of truth 
and the spirit of error. Now that's scriptural. So God wants us to realize what if all your lifetime you have been taught the truth about God and Christ and found out it was an error, would you be willing to change for the promises of God? Would you be willing to change or accept the fact, huh? to continue to accept the fact we all have to die? You haven't found out the truth. My brothers and sisters, this message is just not just for you. This message is for your children's children. It's the regeneration. That is the next episode. Episode 4 going to deal with the regeneration that has eternal life, that speaks the words of eternal life from out of Matthew 19, 28. The regeneration. He said you got to leave some of the things behind. Your mama in them, your daddy in them, your wife, your husband, your, your business, whatever it may be. He's not saying give all this up. He's saying that don't make that a priority over believing in eternal life. My brothers and sisters, would you be willing to accept the fact we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised and we all not going to be here forever after you come into the knowledge? The knowledge of the glory of God in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 came from out of the vision of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 and 3. So watch this here. Write the vision and make it plain. He that read it, she that read it, that passed by, they should understand it and they should walk by faith through the power of the Spirit of God. Write the vision, make it plain so that he, who or, she, he or she reads it. So the vision came in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 and the knowledge of the glory of the Spirit of God. Huh? Shall spread and be manifested in the earth as the water covers the sea. So, my brothers and sisters, the ministry of reconciliation and the power of the Spirit of God is blessing us through the knowledge of the glory. Hey, you got to watch out for the glory of God. So, God said, I'm giving you glory. Hey, my God, my brothers and sisters, I want you to understand, would you be willing to give up what you believe in to follow after what God spoke and promised? That's a choice you're going to have to make if you continue to listen to these messages. I heard it for the first time from out of Elder Travis Lewis, from out of Louisiana. I can recall the date, July 23rd, 2007, was soon as... Pastor Elder Travis Lewis told me that I, that look, 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 John 3, 6, and God so loved the world, whosoever believe in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then he read it again. God so loved the world, whosoever believe in me shall not die and have everlasting life. He says, do you believe thou this? Man, when he told me and showed me that that was that mean, that scriptures is what he says, do you believe thou this? And only God, my witness, I had never stopped believing in the words of eternal life. When I came into the understanding, I was obeying. But as I continued to believe, I began to grow as a minister. Had glory. We are all ministers of Christ. We are all ministers of God. I'm an ambassador for God. I'm a master teacher for the Father. Had glory. My God, because I believed in something I couldn't comprehend. 
And when I left what people was teaching me, telling me and letting me know how much more better it feels to know that tomorrow is promised when you sit around and say it's not promised. If the blood of an animal can protect the house and the people in the house of the blood of an animal, a four-legged creature can protect the house of a man that is that was anointed by God, how much more the blood of God, the blood of Christ, and the blood of Jesus can sustain and protect because the life of the flesh is in the blood. So God promised me and you in the blood, that glory, that death shall flee. Because when the death angel saw the blood on the doorpost as the cross, he had to flee. Let me get them out of that. Would you be willing to change for the promise of our Father? Huh? Would you accept the fact we all have to die if you really started understanding the knowledge of God? I won't ever start thinking or ever receive the fact that we all have to die. You shouldn't either now. Because that's too much a word of God. All this teaching on prosperity, all this teaching on of having the house, all this. See, what pastors and preachers and bishops are doing, they are that teaching to your emotions. They are that teaching to your feelings. They are that teaching. And then the first thing they do after they finish teaching to, the, to your feelings and your emotions, they tie you into giving them something. If you sow a seed, listen to the message. You sow a seed, God is going to break the curse. The curse been broken. I don't need to sow anything. But my life unto Christ and my life unto God, that's the spirit of him. That's what I'm sowing. I'm sowing the 10 and the 90 and the 30. And I'm receiving now the 104. And we will break that down too. We will break that down too in the next regeneration. Where Abraham received the 10% in Genesis chapter 14. Huh? From Melchizedek. You can speak to most people, and most people have not even heard of the spirit of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was God in the flesh, speaking in as a priest. He was anointed as a priest, and he was anointed as a king to come out and feed Abraham the body of the flesh. The body of the flesh of God, the blood of the flesh of God, gave him blood and wine, blood and wine. The ten tides always been about the body, <coughs> excuse me, and the blood of God. God gave Abraham a 10% so he can receive the 30 and the 60 so that he can walk in the 104 and receive the promise of the son who is Isaac. Isaac is the promise of the father of the son. Isaac is the promise of the father, but Abraham is the promise of faith. That's another teaching. Let's get down with it. So you got to be willing to exchange. Hey. So if we find in John 11, 25, 26, Christ teaches us the difference in the resurrection life and remaining in the earth and staying alive until he come back for his body or for his church. Now we have to see why Christ rebuked the fact in John 21, 21 through 23, why he explained to his disciples why he didn't say that John would not die, but he will remain. This is powerful because you got to get this here. The scriptures teaches us through Christ's teaching in Luke 9, 24 and 924, 9, 23 and 24. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. And then Christ said to them all, 
If anyone desires to come after me, let him or her deny himself or herself and take up his or her cross daily and follow me. This is powerful because, huh? Because carrying your cross daily is the reminder for you and I to remember the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It reminds us that we who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were also baptized into Christ Jesus' death. So let's go to Romans chapter 6. Huh? Verse 3. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. So we were all baptized into Christ Jesus' death. So now we see. We see why Christ in John 21 said to his disciples, I didn't say that John would not die. But I said that, what is it to you, Joker, if I will, if I will that John remain, if I will that Pastor David remain, if I will that put your name in there and remain, what is it to you, Joker? Huh? He says that in John, excuse me, he says that in Romans chapter 6, verse 32, he says that, he who been baptized into Jesus Christ, he who been baptized into Christ Jesus, he who been baptized into God, will also baptize into God and into Christ Jesus' death. So God uses two sons to go through the death so we can be a part of and baptized into. In, in, in John chapter 4, the scripture says, and Christ baptized more, baptized, uh, baptized more disciples than John. So if Christ baptized more disciples than John, how many baptisms did John do than Christ? So Christ had to be baptizing with our hands when John was baptizing with him. The circumcision of Christ is the baptizer, the baptism of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. In John 6, chapter 1, John, excuse me, in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, excuse me, because I get all riled up around here. We're going to go into that. Eventually into the message, but I just read you Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. He said we were baptized into Christ Jesus. We were baptized into Jesus Christ. We were baptized into God. When we baptize into God, we automatically have already passed through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. You cannot be born of God except through the Son. And the Son of God, who is Jesus, cannot be born of God except through the Son Christ. So we all have to go through the process of getting to the baptism, into his death, to bury, to get up in the, in the newness of life. What is it to you, Joker? If I will, that my sons and daughters remain until I come. If I wanted your children, Huh? If I would, if I wanted your children, children to remain, 
I mean, say that again. What I meant to you, if I wanted my people to remain, let me say that again. He said, if I wanted you who did not believe in me to remain, I, let me say that again. I want, if I wanted you at whosoever moved church, at whosoever moved Catholic church, at whosoever moved Baptist church, at whosoever moved Church of Christ, at whosoever moved Muslim church, whosoever moved Israel, Islam church, whosoever moved Presbyterian, whosoever moved church, what is it to you? And whosoever moved you over witness church, if I wanted him to remain, if I wanted her to remain, what if I wanted your children's children to remain and you were still teaching them what mama and them did? You were still teaching them what daddy and them did, what daddy and them taught, what papa and them taught, mama and them taught. You were still teaching what they're teaching in the church, what they're saying in the world. Huh? We all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. You, you, you better get your house in order. Huh? So what if we was taught from a babe to believe in the promise that God promised me and you to live forever and not die? How much different? All these mental cases and mental problems and all these rumors of wars and wars and all these different entities and God is getting our attention through all these ent entities just like he did with the ten plagues in, 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 in Egypt. The ten plagues that we saw in Egypt can be equated to the earth, the things that are taking place around the globe. You make sense of that, you can understand God is getting attention of his people to start speaking the word of eternal life. Where are we going to go? Father, you have the word of eternal life. Do you want to go too? My brothers and sisters, this is so powerful to me. I want you to realize that God is doing such a powerful thing in the earthly realm. In Luke verse 9, God is speaking to us in such a way. When Christ was teaching, he was identifying with us with death. In Luke 9, 23, he was identifying us with death, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's why he said, Take up your cross daily and follow him. Because you can't carry a cross if the cross you're supposed to be carrying is outside of your grave on the tomb. Come on. He said, pick up your cross. So if you're saying we all have to die, eventually your cross is going to be on, out, on the outside of your grave. How are you going to pick up something if you lying with your lips glued together and eyes glued together and your body is without succession of life in the organism? How are you going to carry your cross? So carrying your cross and follow me has a powerful meaning that never been explained to the church. So I want you to realize how are you going to carry your cross if you are out, if it's outside of your grave on the tomb? That means the cross is carrying you, and you are not carrying it daily. So don't let no one 
deceive you. Let me say that again. So don't let no one cheat you from out of your reward. Hey, because if the cross is carrying you, uh, evidently you are not carrying the cross and you are six feet under in the grave because you believe in your heart that we all have to die because of what you was taught in the erroneous and error of teaching of our forefathers. And our present spiritual leaders right now, because they're teaching the same manifestation of what God is not saying about living forever. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to stop right here. And I, like I said, I ain't know if I was going to get to the point where I want to actually get to the point where I want to finish this up, but I don't want it to be lengthy. Because I want you to get where I'm at right now. And I'm going to stop right here. And I'm going to come back. And we're going to do another episode of part three. Because I want us to get this here. In Luke chapter nine, what he did to make us realize that we have to follow him to receive the promise. We have to have our cross. We can't let the cross have us. Because if the cross have you, that means the cross is on a tomb on top of your grave. But if you're carrying your cross and you understand the process of the carrying, hey, you can follow him. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to thank God for all the blessings he bestowed upon us. You can reach the ministry at 678-764-1614-678-764-1614. Reach out to us and let us know as we've been getting all the feedback. You can catch, you can reach us at Pastor P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at Yahoo.com. Send us an email and let us know your feedback. Follow us on the Promise of Our Father podcast. Pastor D. Washington, uh, this is the Spiritual Church. This is the Spiritual Cuts Worship Center, where we are worshiping the Spirit of Truth. God says in His Word, He that follow me, he that, that seek after me, shall work for, worship me in spirit and truth. You can't worship God in the flesh and think you're being in the truth. The truth is not the flesh. The truth is that the flesh is no longer flesh, but it has changed and been manifested as the chain, as the metamorphosis of the Spirit of God that is being blessed inside of you. So this is Pastor D. Washington. We got books online, The Promise of Our Father and Who Has Believed in Our Report. Just put in Pastor D. Washington. It coincides with the messages. We pray that you continue to bless the ministry by teaching, by listening to what we are speaking in the words of eternal life. Sharing them with your loved ones, your friends, your family, your children, and your children's children because this is a powerful message and we're going to conclude the matter of this message the way we say do you not know that your body is the temple of God do you not know that the spirit of God dwells in you hey that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God we're going to continue with the finalization my brothers and sisters we want to thank you for all that been listening and sharing the message and we ask that you continue to pray for us and we'll continue to pray for you and may God bless you and your family forever Amen.